My name is Peter Davison, I played the Fifth Doctor, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls. episode 313 of the five-ish fangirls podcast off to zanzibar to meet the zanzibar barians welcome everyone to this week's episode of the five-ish fangirls podcast so glad you could join us let's start off like a dorito on the virtual table and see who's joined us this week this is chrissy in salt lake city and this is rachel in hoth on hoth <laughs> Inside a snow globe. <laughs> Inside of a snowpocalypse. <laughs> yes. They've, they've transplanted to the North Pole, I suppose. Yes. Chauncey was re-watching re, re um, the Metallica concert from Antarctica in the solidarity <laughs> of today's weather. <laughs> yes so everyone who's getting snowed on and those who you know power and all that is being affected please be safe please be yeah. careful yeah as it as it is uh britney got, is still getting slammed uh, <laughs> yes uh, poor girl among other things uh, that's east coast for you seriously why i'd never live there uh, uh live up in the midwest though yeah which winter can be hit or miss for us yeah uh, you know but to for us to get this much snow in in one you know 24 ish hour period is yeah. not usually par for the course for us uh so yeah a good chunk of the state is under a travel warning and it has been snowing since about le- consistently since lunchtime. We had a, l- oh a couple of inches overnight, and then it stopped, and then it picked up again around lunchtime. It has not stopped since, and we're getting like a half an inch to an inch oh. an hour. Good grief. So, yeah. At least now the sun's gone down, so I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a bunch, but it kind of quit. So it's there's snow on the ground, but it's... We, we can we can get around it's all yeah. right no snow days so yeah the skiers are happy i guess yeah, i that. bet <laughs> <laughs> i bet they are i like oh what? yes yep yeah show, show us he's very excited when this stops to go out and build a snowman <laughs> yes yes it's been several <laughs> years since he's been able to do that i'll take pictures and uh let us know how it turns out yeah Meanwhile, I'm over here like, go away, Anna. <laughs> like, we're done. We're done. I don't want to build a snowman. <laughs> All righty. Well, we shall veer ahead. Yes, let's. Hoist the sails. Uh, <laughs> so, first we need to do some news. Um, yep. Yep, and our first piece of news is actually a piece of news that we missed. I 
completely forgot about adding it last week and actually in Shalane's feedback she mentions it like, yeah. Oh, yeah thanks for the reminder I, I thought about it after we'd already recorded and i was editing i was like, oh yeah forgot about that uh yeah so uh christopher Plummer, who i think pretty much everybody knows him um from the sound of music mm-hmm. as captain von trapp has passed away at the age of 91 yeah let's i mean i think yeah sound of music is about the only one of his movies i'd seen and it's been a while but still it's like i know the name i know yeah. who he is it's yeah. it's it's a hard one yeah sure. but 91 that's yeah a... like yeah 91 you can't can't really sneeze at that can you yep yep so um uh should be um i know based on what i've read uh reading you know the articles that have come out since mm-hmm. uh his his passing talking about his uh love hate relationship with his role in the sound of music so that should make for an interesting discussion when we get to that on gold <laughs> standard uh oh i'm sure so <laughs> but uh um so there's that yeah. uh, i think at the moment sound of music is on disney plus could be yeah. i haven't looked yeah i think it, it was so probably still this um so um and a little closer to home i did want to mention this um uh unfortunately i've yet to get out there um <laughs> one of these days you know as it is it's like one of these days i'll get out there um but i've known about the blue box cafe for quite a while because you know being a doctor who fan you learned about these things um but uh in the suburbs of chicago i guess um there is a a, a restaurant coffee bar and deli called the blue box cafe and it i mean it's exactly what it sounds like it is doctor who themed um and um we actually had uh chris um one of the owners on the show what couple years ago now when we did our big round table like dream convention yes episode yeah Um, that was yeah that was that was a year or well more than a year ago two years three years ago yeah quite a while yeah so it was if a family-owned business owned by a husband and wife team um chris and kathleen um but um kathleen his wife has unexpectedly passed away um she went to take a nap before going to work and just didn't wake up oh yeah um so they um uh, temporary uh temporarily closed the the restaurant but they have uh reopened mm-hmm. um but um they were just kind of a a staple of the neighborhood mm-hmm. um and um so uh there is a the service uh visitation as we're recording this is scheduled for this thursday 
um, in Elgin. Um, and then there is a service set for Friday, which they are actually going to be streaming that. Um, mm. So I guess if people want to watch, I'll put a link to the article. It's got that link in the show notes. But um, a fellow uh, friend of theirs and fan and um, all of that has set up a GoFundMe to help with the expenses because obviously this was unexpected. Yeah. Um, so uh, we will also put a link to the GoFundMe in the show notes as well. So... Well, then that that is that is hard, and seriously, our all of our all of the good feelings, all the prayers, everything goes out to their family and mm-hmm. and the, that community because oh, that is I I I I have no words. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, if our listeners are so inclined to, uh, you know contribute to the GoFundMe please yeah. yes feel free to, to do so if if you can't please mm-hmm. share it yeah the link yes so. funerals are unfortunately expensive mm-hmm. whether yes, they're but... planned for ahead of time or not yes yes yeah. and you know it's hard yeah so uh so let's move on to some happier news Uh, coming out of across the pond the royal family has been uh busy uh one of these is across the pond yeah well that's true (laughs) yeah this that ties it's still their family across the pond true um but princess eugene um who got married uh in the last is it uh, eugene or eugenie i always called her eugene okay i've only ever seen the name written so yeah I've I've always called her Eugene, and I think that's how I've heard it pronounced. Okay. On things. Um, anyway, her and her husband Jack have welcomed their first baby, a, a boy. Mm-hmm. No name yet uh, has been announced. Um, as the royals are to do, they like to wait on these mm-hmm. things. <laughs> there, there, there are there are uh, procedures, and uh, I don't know tradition in place let us say <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah so uh eight pound one ounce baby boy congratulations yeah so this is uh the duke of york uh and sarah uh ferguson's first grandchild and the queen's uh ninth great grandchild <laughs> <laughs> congratulations to all involved that is exciting yep and then um just as the queen and uh <laughs> the, the the uh and prince philip are uh, celebrating great great grandchild number 10 um they are nine uh they can Hi. now start counting towards great grandchild number 10 because uh harry and megan the duke of duchess of sussex are expecting baby number two Yay! Um, Yay! Which is <laughs> yeah, you know, exciting, especially considering we that they uh, at least Megan has been very open the fact that they had they were expecting baby number two and uh, lost mm-hmm. it to miscarriage mm-hmm. last year. Um, so, um, but uh, yeah, so they are uh, 
the picture that they released is very beautiful, but at the same time makes me very jealous because they're in California. So it's like they're in presumably like in their yard. Yes, <laughs> their home in California and Harry's barefoot and Megan's just in this you know like lightweight dress <laughs> barefoot on the ground bare shoulders and I'm like <laughs> meanwhile I've got half a foot of snow <laughs> and counting <laughs> so <laughs> well it's California they'll be on fire in the summer yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know there are trade-offs and I and I am saying this from Utah where we just had one big snowstorm but not big enough so we probably we, we'll probably have a little bit of a fire season ourselves so yeah you know but yep, there so, you go yep so archie's gonna be a big brother yay good for them nope. so yay always good news see oh. um and then that's really it uh, a little bit of uh the housekeeping mm-hmm. um i am <laughs> uh i've been recording like crazy uh no kidding <laughs> but uh stuff is not getting released nearly as fast as as we're recording it so you're just gonna have to hold your horses folks if you're wanting to hear more um but uh part two of my uh <laughs> short mini series on next stop everywhere a doctor who podcast is now out there so we cover essentially the second story in the overall trial of a time lord which is mind warp which is perry's goodbye Mm -hmm. um so uh we dive into that and once again the behind the scenes drama that was happening at the time uh Poor Colin. <laughs> His entire uh, tenure as the doctor is just a hot mess behind the scenes. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. Yep. And uh, finally, my first episode, appear, uh, my, my first appearance, and first episode on Brandon Peters' new show, the Brandon Peters show, his old space show segment is now available as, where, as well, where we talk about these start of colin baker's run with the twin dilemma (laughs) oh good old twin dilemma yeah yeah so we'll be covering um brandon show we'll be covering everything up to right before trial of a time lord and then on next up everywhere we're doing all of trial of time lord so by the end (laughs) of the month thereabouts i will have covered all of colin baker's run on tv as the sixth doctor now 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 your big your big goal is on a podcast cover all of his big finish well yeah (laughs) not that it you know it doesn't keep coming yeah i would say that would never end not that i would complain so i should pit what i should do is try is pit the two podcasts against each other and have them fight it out over who show i'm going to be on to talk about dimensions and time Oh yes. <laughs> well, we already we already had a dry run for us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was part of the whole all the all the anniversary Doctor Who specials. Yeah. But still, <laughs> it was the only time the Sixth Doctor met the Brigadier on TV. Mm-hmm. So for that, I consider it canon. <laughs> yes. 
even if it is odd. In a, in a very, very odd way. Yeah. There it, is. it is the Six Doctor and the Brigadier meeting face to face on TV. And it's got the Ronnie in it. So, you know. Yes. Can you really I complain? Love, I love the Ronnie. She's I do awesome. too. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've already actually recorded um the episodes for the two episodes the two stories after twin dilemma um but those uh will be released sporadically along with the other uh other segments that brandon does on his show so i'm not exactly sure when those will be released uh but yeah once we once i meet up with him again to record yeah we will be talking about my two favorite episode you know my two favorite six doctor stories back to back <laughs> mark of the ronnie and the two doctors so speaking of the ronnie i'm very excited about that <laughs> mark of the ronnie is great yes it is that That's is one of those i watched I'm that like, is my what? flag that i my my doctor who fandom flag that i have firmly firmly planted on the hill bring back the ronnie <laughs> on tv please and thank you yes yeah that was one that i the first time i watched i was like i think it was one of the first um six doctor ones i watched i was like why do people hate the six doctor so much mm-hmm. you people are silly yeah but anyway yeah. so check those out wherever you get your podcasts mm-hmm. pretty much they're mm-hmm. available pretty much everywhere so yeah lot is a lot so moving on to feedback like i said included in her feedback from shalane so mm-hmm. besides her mention of we forgot christopher Plummer's passing <laughs> the rest of shalane's feedback <laughs> um uh she uh is talking about hunchback uh because mm-hmm. we talked hunchback of notre dame our last episode um and yeah she thinks that uh yeah, nowadays that you know more animated movies are pg because we were talking about yeah. like, how did this get a g rating uh, yes <laughs> and, and, and you know it the 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 sliding the, the scale of ratings over the years has has changed it, it's yeah it's changed it is not a good indicator of content in a movie it's yeah. just not yeah yeah but she agrees that it probably should have been a pg at least <laughs> yes i think i think in the day it was like no disney they're g-rated always never pg but then yeah um she says that she's also never read the book but apparently a friend of hers has and says that it's kind of creepy uh, yes yes it is yeah uh so she'll stick with the uh the disney version mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um so and she does mention something that we did not mention and we even talked about that once we finished recording it was like oh we really got into the weeds with it and there's a lot of things that we did not mention mm-hmm. um like the fact that there was a stage musical version there was the there was a hunchback show at the disney parks for a while which that usually is just a condensed down version of mm-hmm. the movie whatever hot movie is at the time it's really just a little bit of story and then all the musical numbers uh (laughs) so uh so yeah they had a hunchback show for a while 
at the Disney parks. And I, that's before when I was going as, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never got to see it. But from what I've heard from friends who are old enough to remember that it was actually one of probably their best um, that they've seen mm-hmm. since they've been going to Disney. Um, but yeah, there was a full full on musical pre-Disney Broadway like they do now with pretty much mm-hmm. everything. Um, it never made it to Broadway. That It was actually in German. Um, <laughs> and then it came to the United States, but not Broadway for like a very short stint. But it did not go over well. Um, but it really fleshed out the characters a lot more. It actually gave you, um, it ties in more to the actual book um unlike the kind of opera that we Mm -hmm. talked about which the cartoon is based on more of the opera but the musical was based more on the actual book where Frollo actually has more of a backstory he has a brother Mm -hmm. that ends up uh getting into relationship with uh, a gypsy woman and um Quasimodo is actually their son and there's this whole baby swap thing with Esmeralda. And yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Days of our hunchback. Holy yeah, cow. a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it it did not go, it did not do very well. Um, there is a cast recording out there, though, if you want to hear some of the musical numbers that were created for it, because obviously with stage show musicals, there's way more musical numbers than in movies um uh so uh, so yeah there's there you can find like clips and stuff from performances out there on the youtubes mm-hmm. uh, and you can read up more about it but yeah um that was that was one of the things we did not get into was other adaptations beyond the cartoon but there are many just search and you'll find them yeah um, and then um, Shalane mentioned some of her favorite parts from the uh, the cartoon movie. A lot of the funny parts, mm-hmm. um, like when uh, Esmeralda's running away from the guards after uh, the festival, and she's outsmarting them, <laughs> you know, with her <laughs> her acrobatics. Um, and um, uh, when the uh, the not gargoyles, the grotesques, are talking to Quasimodo, and they think they think that uh, I can't remember. I don't remember the scene exactly, but they think somebody says something about how Frollo's nose is too long. <laughs> Frollo's nose is long, and he wears a dress. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or when uh, uh, the captain and Esmeralda meet and they have the little sword fight, he's like, "Easy, I just shaved this morning." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there, there, there is some humor. There is yeah. a lot of humor in it. It's just, I mean, there's always humor in the Disney movies. You just yeah. are kind of not expecting the hellfire. Yeah. Exactly. But that's all right. Yep. Um, and then another thing we did not mention when talking about the cartoon, but she did bring up are some of the Easter eggs in the movie, including uh, Quasimodo's first number where he's overlooking, you know, the town of Paris as he's mm-hmm. lamenting oh. to be able to be out there. Uh-huh. And you see 
uh characters like bell walking mm. through the town yep. um there's the carpet from aladdin um i actually think besides bell i think one of the townsfolk is also one of the townsfolk from uh the uh beauty and the beast when mm-hmm. you know bell is singing you know about yeah his provincial life and it's the uh-huh. lady that's like i need six eggs yes uh, <laughs> the big and, big bosom lady with all yeah. the kids yeah. yes i'm pretty sure she's in that scene too i actually spotted her <laughs> first yeah no why uh <laughs> well you know it that one takes place in france hunchback and notre dame's in france yep so it 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 would it makes sense to have to have those those characters do yeah videos. oh yeah although i don't think beating the beast takes place in paris because no no yeah, it's like it's well it's, it's supposed to be this small little country yeah. town I, I think it's been meant to be the the provence area but still france yeah it's, yeah. it's they figure same country let's throw those easter eggs in there yeah and you know that's less design that you have to do i guess yeah <laughs> i suppose yeah. i don't know i'm just throwing stuff out there hey you know disney loves easter eggs yes they do so probably not as much as pixar but yeah but they do them yep yep so uh thank you shalane for the feedback and the reminder of some things that we did skip over last episode like i said we got we really got into the weeds yeah yeah we did so So hopefully hopefully you turn you got something out of that if not oh well (laughs) yeah yep so well i know chauncey you know he was working like behind me and could hear at least my side of the mm-hmm. conversation he's like you were really getting into it <laughs> i'm like yeah we were yep. <laughs> it I, I i blame i blame the depth of the source material because when yeah. you're talking about something deep you kind of tend to uh go a little deep yourself at least yeah. i do i don't know how other people are yeah thank you victor hugo yes <laughs> just wait till we talk about les mis oh gosh <laughs> Uh, which funnily enough i had went and seen a live remember live theater speaking of of you know going to the theater the same day that we recorded that episode last week because you know time so mm-hmm. a year ago it was a sunday and i went down to bloomington to see a live production of les mis but it was the same calendar date so apparently uh february 6th is victor hugo day for me i don't know uh it's just just how it happened yeah (laughs) it's just the way things happen uh so but yeah we're gonna have to talk lay miz at some point because that is one of my absolute favorite stage musicals of all time and i will need to send you a link to a proper performance of it that's not the movie okay because i've i have never with you jackman i have never seen a stage production of it i have seen the movie with um with hugh jackman Jackman and the one with liam neeson that is not um a musical yeah which i quite liked in fact that was the first adaptation of it i'd ever seen which is kind of weird because i had a lot of friends in theater and stuff growing up and they were like all like les mis was their thing and i was like okay cool 
maybe I'll watch it someday. And I just never got around to mm-hmm. it. Then I saw the one that is not a musical. And I'm like, oh, hey, this is kind of cool. And then I saw the Hugh Jackman one. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Russell yeah, Crowe no, If your sing. introduction to the musical is Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe, you're going to, yeah. You're going to have I, the, I, the I, same I response that you had. Like, why is everybody obsessed with this? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually was my thing. Because I was like, people have been losing their minds about this my whole life. And I finally see it. And I, I mean, I understand like the whole moral story and all that. Or, you know, the, the, and, and that kind of thing. But I'm like, this is not my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, I mean, Jared would probably have the same reaction you did. Because they yeah he uh their their family goes to a lot of plays or they did yeah you know when we're not in a pandemic yeah um which i like the theater there's just some that i'm like okay i'm overhyped on this you can you can simmer down now yeah <laughs> stop trying to sell me on this yeah <laughs> and and, let, and let's go let's go see the music man yeah <laughs> that one's my favorite oh i love the music man uh so yeah you know we love reading but sometimes it's hard to find time to physically sit down with a book which is why the five-ish fangirls has proudly partnered with audible audible is a leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs whatever makes you squee there's a perfect listen for you every month members get one credit to pick any title plus two audible originals whether you're adventuring through time and space, running from dinosaurs, or capturing ghosts, with the free app, audiobooks go where you go. You can download titles and listen offline, anytime, anywhere. Even if you switch devices, you'll never lose your place. And right now, Five-ish Fangirls listeners can sign up for a free 30-day trial by going to audibletrial.com slash fiveishfangirls. That's 30 days to check out not only their huge collection of audiobooks, but also podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. So continue the joy of reading with Audible. Don't see a title that trips your trigger one month? No problem. Your credit will roll over to the next month, and you can quit anytime and keep the books you've acquired forever. For more details and to sign up for your free 30-day trial, visit audibletrial.com slash fiveishfangirls. That's audibletrial.com slash fiveishfangirls. And now, back to the podcast. Uh, Victor Hugo. What a yes. author. So, well, we're going to be... Uh, Moving on here to uh, another adaptation from a well-known author. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think we're going to be getting quite into the weeds. <laughs> no, no, probably not. Uh, so, because uh, this is this is pretty straightforward. I mean, the, the description for it on IMDb is a Muppet twist on a classic tale. That's it. Wow, that's... That is the synopsis. Short. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, that, that technically that is what it is, but um, can't you say something more about it? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Treasure Island, uh, you know, the original novel written by Robert Louis Stevenson, which I think was a go-to for many uh, a poor high school English class 
student uh, at some point probably um, has again a lot of adaptations yes they are want to do with these classic novels uh, but um, in 1996 so 25 years ago um, was the Muppet adaptation uh, Muppet <laughs> Treasure Island yep because that was the uh, that's the way they name things <laughs> Muppet of, Christmas kind of, Carol, Muppet Treasure Island. It was kind. Of, it kind of felt like at the time that they were trying to just, well, not I mean, not just, but trying to do like, okay, we're going to do the Muppet version of you know classic mm-hmm. um, literature, and and you know, it, with Christmas Carol, it worked really well, and Treasure yes. Island, Treasure Island, it's kind of it, it's a little more wacky. <laughs> that, yes. And I'll say this. So about a year ago, no, two years ago. Holy cow. I'm time is just getting away from me. Um, whenever it was Disney plus first came out. So about a year and a half ago, I guess yeah. uh, we were sitting down and I was like, okay, Alex, we're going to show you stuff. Uh, and we were in, really into the Muppets. So I showed him Muppet treasure Island and he loved it. Like he just laughed through the whole thing. Cause there's so many jokes. It's so you know, it's so funny and Gonzo and Rizzo are hilarious. I'm like, okay, you like that. I will sit him down and we will watch Muppet Christmas Carol too. And he was bored because it's a little more talky and a little more sentimental, I suppose, which is not a bad thing, but it was just, it was just always funny to me that like my little boy, he loved Treasure Island, but he wasn't huge into Muppet Christmas Carol, which, you know, either, I mean, either way, it kind of, it, it, I mean, it it makes sense because he was two or yeah, two, almost three. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when when you're a little kid, you, you want it, you, you want all the the crazy antics and the laughter and the, and the, the loud and the craziness. And I guess when you're older, you're like, oh, I like the more poignancy, (laughs) but Anyway, that that just that just always kind of amused me. Yeah, this was their kind of their follow up to through Christmas Carol, which was hugely successful. Yes, and to this day, you know, is kind of a a, you know classic that people go to. Um, But I mean, it is a holiday movie, so it kind of has. A certain time a of year where you expect life. to watch it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Unless you're like one of those right people now, like, that yeah, is like Christmas all year round. Yeah, more power yeah. to you, I guess. Well, even so, you're like you're you're like um, that's a Christmas thing. You want it to be special, at least yeah, I yeah. Um, so, so yeah, they, so now you have Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, yeah. So and of course, you know, so we we all the time. Yeah, we did a whole episode about Muppet Muppet Christmas Carol, and of course, mm-hmm. that was their first big studio film after jim's passing so at this point Mm -hmm. his son brian had taken over as you know director and producer for pretty much everything muppet related um so um you know it it was on brian's shoulders essentially to keep his father's legacy going Mm -hmm. and christmas carol done so well it's like okay great you know we know that the muppets doing their version of a classic piece of literature works Mm -hmm. you know at least in this case so they 
were like, okay, well, what can you do next? And, you know, they batted around ideas. And at one point they thought about maybe doing like King Arthur, um, you know, with knights and maybe dragons and, you know, magic Merlin and all that. Um, uh, but then they stumbled upon Treasure Island and um, the uh, Kirk Thatcher, who was one of the writers for the screenplay, um, said that they eventually agreed that, that that Treasure Island was a better story for the Muppets to take on um, than mm. the whole King Arthur thing. Um, and, you know, as, as uh, movie ideas go, um, of course, it's, it went through several versions before they landed on the final version of the script. Yeah. Um, at, at first, Jim Hawkins was not going to be one character, but two, and it was going to be Gonzo and Rizzo playing Jim and Hawkins. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> but they, no, I... yeah, they scrapped that because they realized, though, that Jim, Jim Hawkins as a character, you know, he's kind of our person we follow through through this adventure and it's kind of his coming of age story you know from being you know this poor boy working in this into the life of an adventurer dealing with pirates and sailing the high seas and stuff so it's like no he needs to be an actual person a single character and and where I mean, I can understand why they wanted to do Gonzo and Rizzo together because they work so well in Christmas Carol and they work really well here. But, you know, here it's they're the comic relief and Jim Hawkins is not a comic character. And so that would kind of that would kind of hurt your story if you did that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think making, you know, having having him be, a you know, the the straight man, so to speak, to Gonzo and Rizzo. um who are essentially playing themselves. Yes, which, you know, that works. When you got Muppets, yes. <laughs> let them play themselves. Yeah. Especially Gonzo. He's just, he's Gonzo. Yeah. Yeah. In all senses of the word. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, he is, um, he's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you had him, you had him be the straight up narrator in, uh, christmas carol but let's not let, let's not uh ruin you know where that where that technique out i suppose yeah but. yeah yeah so we've got uh you know most of the uh the classic uh crew so we've got uh you know gonzo and rizzo essentially playing themselves um you've got kermit playing the uh, captain of uh, the, the ship that they end up using on their adventure, the Hispaniola, yep. um, as Captain Abraham Smollett. Um, uh, you've got uh, Fozzie uh, as uh, Squire uh, Trelawney. <laughs> oh, geez. Along with... Um, the man that lives in his finger mr bump mr bimbo yes like um okay yep and uh miss piggy uh who actually doesn't appear till two-thirds of the way through this movie um instead of having ben gun <laughs> they have benjamina gun yes <laughs> hermit or, or or smallies 
X that he apparently left in the left at the altar. One of a kind of a pseudo running gag just throughout the Muppets is Kermit's inability to commit to Miss Piggy. <laughs> Uh, to the point where she has to trap him in Muppets Take Manhattan, but never mind. <laughs> uh, you know, we've got well, a lot of the other, you know, we've got, uh, you know, the, um, uh, you know, we, we see a lot of the other characters. Uh, Sam Eagle actually has a big role in this. Yes. As uh, Mr. Arrow, kind of the first mate mm-hmm. uh, to to Captain Smollett. Um, and you know we've got the uh, the the band, yeah, you know, the Electric Mayhem band. Um, Wald, uh, Stat, uh, Stat, Statler and Waldorf are the figureheads on the on the ship, instead of having like a mermaid, you know, on the on the front of the ship. <laughs> yes, and you know they 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 got stuck there because they were going on a cruise, and somehow they ended up uh on front of the ship because i guess they were probably too cheap to spring for actual rooms yeah would be my guess yeah um you know we see the swedish chef which gives us our kind of hidden mickey (laughs) there's a joke in itself where he's like making food he's like you take the mousy and you spit in the skewery (laughs) putting on a shish kebab but it's like a kind of a pseudo mickey mouse shape made out of like fruits and vegetables and they chop you know shoves it on the skewer and throws it in the pot <laughs> well how else were, you, were we gonna get him in yeah. this movie <laughs> uh, so one character that only makes a short appearance and does not speak um is um rolf yes because he's playing the piano yeah, he's at the tavern. Yeah, um, but he makes a short appearance um, because, um, and if he, I th- it, you, maybe you didn't realize he does not appear in Muppet Christmas Carol at all. Um, because well, after, after he he is there, he plays the piano, but he doesn't yeah. speak. He has like a like a one little scene. Yeah, in the spot the part when Animal at at the Fezziwig or Fozziwig party, and Animal yeah. starts drumming and. They rock out and, and he's playing the piano. Yeah, really. he 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 doesn't he doesn't get to like be like part of the cast mm-hmm. for quite a while um, because he was one of the uh, Muppets done by Jim, mm-hmm. and a lot of people actually considered Rolf to be closest to Jim's actual personality even more than Kermit. Right. Um, so they did not want to recast him um, right away. So Rolf makes very short appearances mm-hmm. um in several of the movies but does not go back to being a speaking part for quite a while yeah it, it, it does take them a while but they get yeah. there yeah um and then we got a whole bunch of like new uh <laughs> uh characters um uh, playing mostly uh characters on the on the ship part of the crew um and then um and then you've got your uh your live characters <laughs> your humans yes. um with uh Billy Connolly as Billy Bones <laughs> who dies 
really early on in the movie. <laughs> and this is supposed to be a kids, kids movie. movie. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he he really he really likes having the mantle though that he is the only person to ever die in a Muppet movie. Uh, <laughs> that that is a badge of honor. Yep. Which I mean, if you're gonna have Treasure Island, then you know you gotta have Billy Bones bite it. Yeah. So um, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's not in the movie very long because he dies very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, and Billy Connolly, is just he's he's one of those character actors um that he just kind of pops up in things and can mm-hmm. just you know be a scene chewer um if if need be um so uh i did not expect anything less from him in this movie and that's exactly yes. what he did <laughs> jim jim jimmy jim 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 yep <laughs> i'm not jimmy jim jimmy jim 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 he's jimmy jim jimmy jim 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 jimmy and make sure you don't what is it make sure no no running with scissors it's all fun and games until, until somebody, somebody loses a- yeah. I mean, it's just it it's hilarious yeah. i love it yeah. i i i do it's, oh really uh, Connolly needs to be in more things i yeah. have spoken uh, and then uh jennifer saunders um who you'd probably barely recognize under the fat suit and the Mm -hmm. kind of warts and stuff and the bad teeth that they gave her as miss blueveridge the yeah the woman who runs the uh the the tavern that uh jim and (laughs) gonzo and rizzo are working at uh again jennifer saunders another english comedian who uh probably is best known um for absolutely fabulous mm-hmm. um so uh where uh, you know her uh, her character uh adina has just been making the rounds smoking like a chimney since <laughs> i can hardly remember seems like <laughs> Um, and then our two main live action folk, you have uh, Kevin Bishop um, as as Jim Hawkins, once they decided to make him his own person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and this was actually like his first gig. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, he he's done stuff off and on since then. Not anything that I have watched, so i thought i recognized him uh but i think yeah it reminded me of someone someone else he actually <laughs> the poor kid uh he went through puberty oh gosh while filming this uh so all of his singing um they had to dub with uh, his early recordings oh geez <laughs> poor kid <laughs> yeah well I don't know. I like over the years, I've noticed that because, you know, he's, you know, he, the, the, the songs, his singing is one way. And then his spoken voice, it just, it doesn't quite fit. And I always thought like, oh, maybe they got somebody else to, to sing. But no, that, that is him. It's just in two different sections of his life. Yep. Before puberty. With hormones after puberty. and after hormones. Yes. That's, that's the trick with the, well, I don't want to say child actors, but tween actors teenage, yeah. young teenage actors yeah 
is a risky run, but you know, you're not going to make it, but you know, Jim Hawks and Jim Hawkins is a, he's a young guy. So you kind of have to play it, play in that way, but he does a good job. And, yeah. You know, I, especially with the really, like the, 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 the dramatic moments after, you know, cause he, he, he I mean, we'll get to this. He, uh, you know, becomes friends with with Long John Silver, and then eventually finds out he's a bad guy, and and he's got to choose between his friends Rizzo and Gonzo, or does he choose to go with with the villain? So, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, he, he it's a serious part, and he does really well for his age, but it's you know, I'm trying to praise him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's he. Not, it's, he yeah, I mean he does as as well as he can as you know, as he can considering um if you're familiar with the source material the this movie is way more brutal yes. <laughs> than and violent mm-hmm. uh than um this this movie is I mean, yes. because i mean it is a muppet movie yeah um and it is a disney movie essentially mm-hmm. too so um they but, have know, a, is, a reputation pi- to maintain so they need to you know so it's like you know when a pirate gets cursed with the black spot it's like you know billy Connolly is able to play it up for laughs mm-hmm. even though he's a guy that's essentially just now been cursed and is yeah. going to die <laughs> any minute <laughs> Yes. So, um, you know, it, we'll we'll talk about the ending here, but you know, the ending is way more tame than the actual source material is. Uh, so, um, but you know, speaking of Long John Silver, uh, the man <laughs> that really makes this movie uh, good, you know, better probably than it could have been if anybody else had been cast in this role and actually at one point both david bowie and mick jagger were both considered for the role of long john silver they don't really see either of those <laughs> as much as i love yeah david i definitely don't see mick jagger uh yeah but yeah david bowie as much as i love david bowie no i don't see it either uh, yeah not not in this one it's, yeah and I, I, and f- yeah and funnily enough bowie had been considered by disney to play another pirate in one of their earlier in a movie that came out five years prior uh captain hook in hook <laughs> wow <laughs> it went to uh dustin Hoffman. uh so uh, but no, uh, for I think for the betterment of everybody, they got the uh, right actor for this role in Tim Curry. Yes, who I love. Yes, it's like how can you, I, how can you imagine anybody else in this in this movie? I mean, yeah, I know when you're casting, you know, you, there are people they're they're going through all these different names and who would be the best one and. Then they get Tim Curry, and then they see it. Then you know you make the movie, you put it together, and then you see it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that that they did, they did good. <laughs> Nobody mm-hmm. else could have done that." And I, what I love is, you know, it, it's playing. It, you know, a lot of actors could have just, you know, with with a wink and a nod, 
and just not taking it seriously because you know you're playing against Muppets, mm-hmm. like for real. But he kind of he plays it straight, but he's still you know he but it's like he's in on the joke, mm-hmm. which which you know he is. But you know but he he treats treats him like characters. I, I love the part where he's you know berating like like uh, who is it the goat who gives him the black spot. And then he oh, just yeah. starts yelling about you tore a page out of the Bible. Yeah, because the piece of paper is out of the <laughs> yeah, Bible. <laughs> yeah, because the paper and and, and, and you know um, <clears throat> the the goat is all I can't remember his name now. I'm blanking on it. He goes, oh, here you go, um, Clueless Morgan. That's it. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and then and then Tim Curry's just yelling like, fall on your knees, you sinners, and just 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 you know reading them hellfire and damnation because of what they've done and it's like you are cursing a bunch of muppets for tearing out a page of the bible to to, to create a the black spot and I that mean, and yeah and that's the thing with the the kind and of it the, goes yeah and with, it's it's funny but it's also serious yeah <laughs> It's one of those things that they just kind of do with the Muppets in general. And this, you know, it's been the case since the end of the Muppets were a thing Mm -hmm. all the way back with the Muppet show, which, you know, will be on Disney Plus actually by the end of this week. So woohoo. So you can actually go watch it (laughs) and remind yourself that they've never treated them as like they're puppets. They've acknowledged Uh the fact that they're not human. Mm-hmm. you know and they do that in this movie too they're like well he's a you know like a kermit shows up and they're like he's a frog not that maybe, he's a puppet he's a frog yeah maybe you know. he gets hopping mad yes <laughs> says says the rat yes <laughs> yeah so they'll acknowledge when they're other species mm-hmm. but they never acknowledge the fact that these are not human beings they'll acknowledge when humans are humans yeah but not the other way around and i think that's what works so well with the muppets and that's what jim always did from the minute that he created them is he always treated them like they are actual performers yeah and all of the muppeteers even to this day are like that with Mm -hmm. the characters that they do you know uh i've got i've got a whole bunch of links i'm going to put in the show notes with a whole bunch of like behind the scenes stuff that i found on youtube uh i love that youtube is such a treasure trove of things like this for when we do you know Mm -hmm. things like this um and there's a whole section where they're interviewing like brian and uh, some of the other Muppeteers and stuff and they talk about the characters like they are people you know and yep. Jim always wanted them to treat them like they're actual characters and like you know if you feel like you know you could upstage you know another character while doing a skit or something do it mm-hmm. You know, they they have personalities and they lean into them. You know, Miss Piggy is a diva. Yes. You know, Kermit is kind of the leader of the group and just trying to keep the chaos under control while everything is literally, you know, just falling to pieces around him. So, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, it's it's I think it's a brilliant mindset, and I think that's what's helped keep the the, the Muppets going. Is you you treat them like they are their own 
people, their own yeah. personalities. And and even in, you know, interviews or press or things like that, they don't, I mean, it, it, they, they talk to the Muppets. They don't talk to the, the humans controlling them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because... It, you know, in promos or, or anything else, and and even when I mean, this is Sesame Street, so a little different. But even when um, Carol Spinney was would do Big Bird or Oscar for press, mostly Oscar, um, but he would he would insist like this is Oscar. He's he's his own guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is you know it it it's always it's always been intriguing to me. And even when I was a little kid, I was like like I knew they were puppets, but I was like. But they're not treating them like puppets, so okay. Yeah, we'll just they, go with it. Yeah, they treat them like they are actual living, be- breathing things, and you find yourself, you know, treating them the same way. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I was, I think I've told the story before, um, but uh, oh my goodness, I think it was like our second wedding anniversary trip to Disney World. I think um, so. It was quite a while ago uh it would have been 10 years ago um (laughs) yeah uh uh chauncey and i were at the the magic kingdom um the same day that they were doing some of the filming for the christmas parade um because they will they will film that in early december and then it airs obviously on christmas day on tv um but they do the filming uh at both parks on both coasts and then they edit it all together and it's all magical and everything mm-hmm. uh but the day we were there they were filming um you know uh a state part of the parade on main street some of the stage performances up by the castle including justin bieber oh my god <laughs> that was interesting and trying to avoid all the bieber fans um <clears throat> but it just so happened that they had they were filming uh some segments with kermit the frog <clears throat> and steve whitmire who was the uh the puppeteer for for kermit for the longest time after jim passed um was there and you know it was out in the open mm-hmm. so you know he was standing right there you know with his hand up in the air with kermit and they were mm-hmm. you know filming kermit uh, you know with steve out of out of camera view but they had like it was almost like secret service detail <laughs> like people you can watch nobody take a picture of steve with his hand up kermit's back yeah. uh, <laughs> uh and even when they were done <clears throat> and kermit went into his essentially carrying case where he's put in storage when he's not be you know when he's not needed they're like don't take pictures you know we want yeah. to preserve the magic that is kermit the frog <laughs> it was really wild because <laughs> they were just so adamant about it it's like don't take any pictures don't take any video feel free to watch but do not you know yeah. <laughs> do not record any of this for posterity so. do not ruin the magic <laughs> yes do not ruin the magic because they are they're very they're very concerned about that yeah Um, so but it was it was that was pretty wild though to get to see you know kermit in action in the wild i also got to see zendaya before you know she's who she is now yeah that's pretty awesome yeah screw justin bieber i saw kermit the frog in zendaya before she (laughs) was zendaya so there you go (laughs) but anyway Back to the Muppets. Back to the Muppets. 
Um, yeah. Sorry. It's, uh, <laughs> nah, it's it's all good. I mean, hey, how many people think they've got to see Kermit the Frog in person? Right, and like in the middle of in of, action of uh, yeah, working in, as 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 they do. So mm-hmm. you know, that's 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. I just I love it. Yep. Um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, this movie, it's just, it's so quirky and so funny. I mean, I don't know how many times um, I've sung the Cabin Fever song. Yeah. Just kind of, <laughs> just kind of in my, just kind of to myself, you know, think, you know, it, it's just, it's catchy. It's hilarious. And, and it's just, it's kind of snarky too. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's like all these little bits that are, because, you know, they're all kind of, going insane because the the ship isn't moving yeah and, and so there's you know that they, they have the little german muppets you know up on the side going you know well not really german but they're in later hosing going go you know wiener schnitzel und wunderbar and i will i will even to this day even if i haven't seen the movie in a while i will just find myself humming that song because it's just so funny and it's one that, that I it's it's stuck with me forever. It's one of those you know you have especially Disney but uh, Disney songs, but just one of those that I just always remember. Like you know you know especially if I'm bored, I'm like I've got the madness, I got cabin <laughs> fever, I've got it too. <laughs> Apologies to our Scottish listeners or whatever that accent was supposed to be. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Uh, uh, <laughs> we got cabin fever. Yeah. Well, and the whole like cabin fever like musical number came out of the fact that um the the script writers are like the second like your second act is usually your hardest. Because it's like, oh, you know, you've done all this character introduction and world building and everything, but then you need to find a good reason to keep everything going to get to that third final act where usually Mm -hmm. you're going to have like some sort of confrontation. In this case, you know, eventually get to a sword fight-ish. And he, you know, the the writers are like, well, how do, you know, how do we, how do we we come up with something for the second act where the, the, I mean, they're yeah. just your audience is not going to be like, oh, can we just get to the sword fighting? And they yeah. were like, cabin fever. Yep. <laughs> well, and that's and that's actually a problem that um, several adaptations of Treasure Island have because there's all this this section where they're just sailing to the island, and you know, you could do a montage of I mean, Treasure Planet did it, of, mm-hmm. you know, that you know just stuff happening, but you know, for that, but this is the Muppets, so for for them to need like you know they need to have something funny and goofy to 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 go on because you know day-to-day life on a ship is not that exciting mm-hmm. so you know the ship stalls out and cabin fever and they all it's it's completely bonkers and it is completely muppets mm-hmm. and it is perfect yeah and the kids love it it's catchy you're gonna remember it so just go with it yeah Although I kind of like the 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 uh, the sailing for adventure song when they first get you know the yes. ship's getting ready to to take off. Um, oh yeah, well you know, that, leave, one, yeah, leave, that one's sort of the port. end of the. Yeah, that one's sort of the end of the first act. I feel like. Yeah. Is yeah that one that one is good too. It's not silly like cabin fever. 
yeah i mean it's yeah it's not like over the over the top but it is it's got some funny bits in there i do like the because uh rizzo has uh decided that if they don't find any treasure that it shouldn't be a complete waste so it double (laughs) it's doubling essentially is like a you know a a caribbean cruise (laughs) with with, with all with all these rats and with all these rats dressed up like tourists and every and everything and you know he's he's taking souvenir photos so yeah when they get into this 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 number and um you know the the rats you know the the rest of the crew is all like you know there's distant lands with burning sands that call across the ocean and the rats are like there's bingo games every fun-filled day and there's margaritas at the midnight buffet (laughs) margaritas at the midnight buffet no okay okay i'm i'm going to i'm i'm going to admit to something here uh for the longest time i thought the i thought the uh i thought the rat who sang that line her name was margarita and she was hanging out at the midnight buffet yeah. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and, and so you know you have these hardened pirates who are you know capable of violence it, it, it seems like very much so and then you have you have the rats on the crew saying, you, "Would you knock it up with the booze? You're feeling the pain off the shuffleboard court." Yeah, <laughs> you know stuff like that. And like it's like, uh, okay, you should, probably shouldn't antagonize these these people, but you're yeah. gonna do it anyway because you're on a cruise and you paid a lot of money to be here. So you know, well, yeah. Well, or in the fact that you know when the 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 the, the rat tourists are, are checking in. And Rizzo's mm-hmm. like, you know, please make out your checks to, you know, rat cruises or rat tours, rat tours limited or limited. something. You know, we put the rat in pirate and, you know, he checks in one of the families. He's like, right this way, Mr. Plagueman. Because <laughs> rats, oh. plague. Yes, rats ships. on a ship. Yes, yes, carrying the plague. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those. <laughs> Like, and it's one of those jokes that you're like, oh my gosh, I get it. And of course, of course, the Muppets are the ones who, who do this. Yes. Yeah. It, but the way Rizzo says it, you know, just so matter of factly, like it's it's not a joke. To- <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. I, but- just give me your money. Uh, <laughs> so, what I want to know is Kermit, I guess I want to call him Kermit. I know that he's not going by Kermit, but I'm just, it's just easier <laughs> just to use yes. their Muppet names. Uh but you know kermit at one point is like no there's not going to be any alcohol on this ship which you know helps keep the rating down mm-hmm. uh it, you know it, it's a uh, it saves them the issue of you know mm-hmm. you know pi- crazy and, and rum drinking pirates but then where are the rats getting the margaritas if there's no alcohol Shit. we're not we're not discussing that <laughs> i guess we're, we're gonna we're gonna hand wave it but yeah they yeah. lampshade it because yeah, they're like pirates. They they do terrible things. They they do they have questionable morals, and they're, they're you're trying to keep it G-rated. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I love how they lampshade it. How Kermit's like, we have to we have to set an example for this questionable crew. Yeah, <laughs> just so you're like, it's like okay, you're the captain. Were you not involved in picking the crew, or did you just you trusted the guy with the with the man in his finger? <laughs> to do it yeah it's uh you know no alcohol it it keeps um you know uh some of the crew from leaning more into their personalities that are given when they do roll call (laughs) yeah 
Uh, oh, that's so funny. Uh, don't want Clueless Morgan to get any more Clueless. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, so when, you know, you get cabin fever, but then that helps. It just it's so zacky and, and crazy that when it ends, it's like, oh, yeah, now we're going to get back more into the plot. And, you know, Long John Silver has now figured out that there actually is a treasure map. And now he's going to show his true colors, which we all knew that, you know, even mm-hmm. if, if with, you know, the source material, but then, you know, Billy Bones is like, beware the one legged man, which, yes, you know, considering the time period. That's not specific enough, you know. No, it really isn't. <laughs> how many how many people lose a leg in the, during this time period? Quite a bit, <laughs> especially when you're especially when you you're you're running around with sharp pointy objects and and trying to hack at people for it. And you know, some of them are not very talented with that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's uh. But of course, you know it's Long John Silver, so we know that yes. he's a trouble. Yes. So. Even, yes, even if you haven't read the book, you you know. I mean, you you probably know the what it is. Yeah. yeah. What, who who the bad guy is? Yeah. And they they did try to do a peg leg mm-hmm. for Tim, um, but it was too uncomfortable, so they ended up switching to him mm-hmm. using the the crutch. Yeah. Um, which i think it i think it really i think it works better because uh, i don't know i like it better it just it just kind of fits any and he plays it up really well with you know hobbling yeah it, is, on, yeah, on it ends up being a, a, a good plot device later yeah. too mm-hmm. when he when he tricks yeah he, he almost like he he acts it, it enhances his acting i think yeah yeah so um but uh but yeah so the there's you're, you know there's essentially uh not really mutiny because <laughs> they don't really do the mutiny but there's just <laughs> they end up tricking kind of the pirates at long john silver to get off the ship but then silver knows that it's mm-hmm. a trick so they end up never tricking. To, you know jim off the ship so then the muppets can't leave which is what they're planning on doing so uh but then you know we finally get to the island and go to the you know where the treasure is supposed to be located that mm-hmm. uh had been buried there long long you know time before by captain flint and there's nothing there <laughs> Uh, but then Miss Piggy shows up and yes. creates a whole other mess of personality clashes because apparently she like she just goes through like pirates and you know captains mm-hmm. like uh oh no him too yeah get married me <laughs> yeah it's like you know Kermit left her at the altar took off so she's like well I guess I'll go I'll go yeah she hooked hook up, up with, with this other one got to the island apparently was not part of the massacre that flint you know did but he left her there but at some point she also hooked up with long john silver at some point <laughs> so she's now like queen of the natives 
on this island and has taken all the treasure and it's at her place. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me back my frog, you scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Miss Piggy. What are yeah. we going to do with you? Oh. But then you have to have Kermit and Miss Piggy make up and get back together. So we have this lovely love song while they're hanging upside down mm-hmm. off the edge of a cliff. Yes. Which and is pretty impressive. Muppeteering, yes. if you ask me. Oh, of course. And uh, and what one other thing I really love about this, uh, about this number, is they're singing this really sappy, slow song, which, you know, a lot of kids are probably like, eh, okay, whatever, they get bored. And then they intercut it with the pirates finding Miss Piggy's house with all the treasure, and they're like, you know, celebrating and dancing with it. And it's funny, while, while they're singing about, you know, a lovey-dovey song. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Great. Fine. Because... I mean, you could take it as you take it on a different level. Like, love led us here. We love treasure. It's all we want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what. So it it works for the pig and the frog, and it works for the pirates and their their massive amounts of gold. Yes. <laughs> and and again, you know, going back to you know Tim Curry playing playing this 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 part. I mean, it's Tim Curry, so we get, you you expect nothing less. But oh, just yeah. that he is just enraptured by all of this pirate gold mm-hmm. the same way that the that the silly muppet characters are mm-hmm. and it's because at the end of the day he's still a pirate yes even if you're a professional pirate <laughs> you don't have to wear a suit yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is my one number <laughs> yes and he's going and he's and he's going to do it well he's yes. gonna <laughs> very excited about yes it. well you know sea shanties have become a thing in 2021 so Apparently you know they so, were just yeah. they were just you know 25 years ahead of their time yes little did they know that yeah mm-hmm. we don't have anything else to do yeah <laughs> the sea shanties have become a thing so Ooh, uh, yeah so <laughs> I don't know if cabin fever counts as a sea, as a sea shanty, but yeah, that uh, one that one's a little more. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, <laughs> a little more. Uh, I don't want to say musical, like, like on a smaller level. But. Yeah. Anyway, it's 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 more over the top. Yeah. It's a sea shanty of a of a modern age. <laughs> and very appropriate <laughs> we've all got cabin fever <laughs> none of us are on a ship yeah none of us have to take seasick pills which apparently brian was so sure that everyone was going to get nauseated from the ship set being on a gimbal because mm-hmm. um, that's what they do so they can you know it's you know pneumatics and stuff and it allows it to look like it's floating on water um so on the first day he gave them all dramamine essentially yep. and found out really quickly that um one being on a gimbal does not make you sick uh because the the movement is not it's, it's not extreme speedy, really. yeah it, it's yeah. not as enough you're you're your inner ear can help compensate for that that type of movement mm-hmm. um but uh it made everybody extremely drowsy 
Oh gosh. <laughs> they had their they had their own version of cabin fever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's cabin nap time. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. After that, he's like, "Okay, never mind. Don't worry about the drama." Me and everybody's like, "Yeah, you know, you do, you don't get sick." on mm-hmm. you know the, the gimbals um so good to know that was good um let's see here what else behind the scenes stuff uh to curry considers this one of his favorite roles of course um that he's ever done um uh they ended up giving him a his own custom muppet in the likeness of him as long john silver Wow. As, as a memento. Yeah. And I actually found a clip of him with the puppet, the Muppet, so you can see it. Um it's sitting right next to him. So it's it's pretty spot on. You know, if you took his long John Silver and turned him into a Muppet, it's exactly what you'd expect it to look like. Um so uh which yeah maybe you know, if, yeah if you're if you're gonna be in a muppet movie and you'll star opposite the muppets yeah that's kind of awesome souvenir to get yeah it's like not not everybody has one of those well yeah. <laughs> um as far as uh the release you know speaking of after they finished filming, of course, it needs mm-hmm. to be released. Yes. Um, they did release a making of documentary on the Disney Channel, um, and then a directed video Muppet Sing Along VHS, <laughs> hosted by Kermit the Frog, that features two musical numbers from the film. Remember the days of VHS, folks? Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Um, which I think that making of documentary is one of the things I found on YouTube that'll be in the show notes. Um, so when we get there, yeah. Um, so this was the second Muppet film co-produced and released by Disney. Well, Disney pictures following Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, when they actually first came up with the idea, um, they, um, they didn't have a uh, distributor for it, um, really? but Disney, well, Disney Pictures had a deal for first look, so they get first crack at it uh, um, as far as uh, distribution, um, which obviously they decided to go ahead with that. Of course. Um, so uh it it opens uh february 16th so as we're recording this you know tomorrow it'll be the 25th mm-hmm. anniversary um to slightly over 2,000 venues and earned almost eight million dollars in its opening weekend so it ranked third in the box office behind um broken arrow which was a john woo action movie with john travolta and christian slater um and sure. happy gilmore <laughs> All right. movie um but at the time it held the record for having the biggest opening weekend gross for a disney film in february um so it, it did ultimately gross three point or 34.3 million dollars domestically 
um, which considering it had a budget of 31 million, no. <laughs> not necessarily a home run. Yeah. Which is, um, which is unfortunate because it is it is a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, as far as release, um, it was mixed as far as reviews were concerned. Um, Stephen Holden of the New York Times praised its playfulness um, as keeping the story amusingly off kilter. That 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 sums up the Muppets right there. (laughs) Amusingly keeping the story or the story amusingly off kilter. Um, uh, So the mood is perfectly in keeping with the notion of the Muppets as contemporary children dressing up and improvising their own version of classic tales. Um, You say that like it's a bad thing. No, that was actually a a compliment. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Entertainment Weekly gave it a B plus. Um, calling it notably, notably handsome in a dark, foreboding way. <laughs> the Muppet action blends seamlessly with human actors and adults who will be kept giggling with witty and anach- anachronistic jokes about codependence, water skiing, and Henry Kissinger. Which, yeah, when they're going through Billy's trunk <laughs> and they pull out a book, uh. I can't remember the the name of of the book now, but it's written by Henry Kissinger, and apparently one of the members of the crew was is Kissinger's like daughter in law or something, or niece oh. or something. So that's why they put it in there. <laughs> okay, I'm like that's an odd choice. Yeah. Hey, Holly made it. Holly. Yes, finally. Hello. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Oh. Life happens. Yeah, yes. especially with the weather that we're having in our neck of the woods. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully not Holly from Hoth for too much longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roger Ebert gave it two and a half stars out of four. Um, he was he did praise Tim Curry's performance, um, but he called the film. Uh, less cleverly written, and it's for it's for moi. It's a near miss. <laughs> and his counterpart Gene Siskel gave it two stars out of four, calling it a boring Muppet adventure that doesn't successfully meld the Muppets into a conventional buried treasure story. I wanted the Muppets to play themselves rather than phony pirate-related characters. He may have a point on the on the bit about the Muppets playing themselves that being said I like I liked the idea of the Muppets playing you know literate literary characters and in, in these literary mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. I wish they could have I wish they could have done more with it like you know made it like you know the way Disney does fairy tales this would be the Muppets doing literature I guess yeah but then again <laughs> then you'd have the Muppets hunchback of Notre Dame maybe oh no yeah let's not give them any ideas let's not go down that way i don't think i I don't think they need to yeah Yeah. did you know that there was a video game no yes there was a muppet treasure island cd-rom game for windows pc it was the 90s there were video games for every kids movie yeah you play you play as hawkins and you leave the, the Admiral Benbow in uh, to sail to Treasure Island. Uh, Gonzo and Rizzo accompany you, and so does uh, Stevenson the parrot. <laughs> uh, 
who was supposed to be the parrot before they decided that Long John Silver was going to have a lobster instead. Uh, uh, but uh, so the parrot gives you hints throughout the game and the, uh, the thing is animated, but then you get cutaway video clips with the Muppet characters. Um, so all the Muppet performers did the voices. Uh, Tim Curry and Billy Collinley both appear um, as, as Long John Silver and Billy Bones. Um, <clears throat> so... Um, it was uh, released. Um, it was released for Windows and Mac OS by Activision. There was a DVD-ROM version that was also uh, released. It would end up being bundled with um, some DVD-ROM kits. God, it sounds just all that technology just sounds so dated now. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that was yeah. a thing. But back then, that was cutting edge yes. technology. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's it's not a bad game though. PC Zone gave the game an eighty out of a hundred, and Entertainment okay. Weekly gave the game an A. All right then. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so to go track uh, that down, I guess. Yeah. Um, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 70% based on 27 reviews, which is not a lot. I think we need to go in there and put okay. in some reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Has an average rating of 6.2 out of 10. Yeah, everybody get in there and uh, rate and review it on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the 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 uh, the consensus is though less Muppet centric than the original trilogy. Muppet Treasure Island is an energetic, cheerful take on Robert Louis Stevenson's classic Avenger with typically solid gags. Cinema score, based on audience polls, has an average rating of an A minus. Hmm. Now, okay, I just I I had a thought about this <laughs> uh-huh. about how you know it, oh it's not as Muppet centric as the others. Because in my head, you know, and I and I saw these Muppet movies as a kid all at once, you know, all, you know, together. So I didn't have that gap of, oh, you know, there's a new Muppet movie coming out, you know, Great Muppet Caper or whatever. So I saw the Muppet movie and that's, you know, supposed to be the origin story. This is how they get to Hollywood and how they start, how they start, how their career gets started. And I didn't have the Muppet show you know that's just it's just it it wasn't it wasn't available anywhere for me so i look at these video at these movies as this is the muppets hollywood career it's like they get there and you know you don't play yourself you play you play pirates you play bob cratchit you play you know you 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 play you don't play yourself and so Mm -hmm. so this kind of made sense to me in that you know they got to Hollywood and now they're making their own movies. So I don't know. And maybe, and maybe this is blasphemy because I didn't, I didn't grow up with the Muppet show. I did have Muppets tonight, but it wasn't like a real touchstone in my life, but these movies were for me. Mm -hmm. So, so it's like, this is, this is their movie career and it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the Muppet, like the first Muppet movie is like, yeah, like you said, it's like their origin story. And then movies like this are like what they do once they get to Hollywood. Right. So. Yeah. 
makes sense to me so Mm -hmm. now do you guys know about the lawsuit that came from this movie no no it was a lawsuit yeah who who is suing the muppets hormel foods what apparently they sued jim henson productions for using the name spam Oh. Okay. okay. For the kind of spokesperson for the uh, the pig the natives. natives. <laughs> Sp- um. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. O- okay, Hormel. Wait a couple years, and then you can sue the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it it went to uh trial, mm. uh, but the trial f- uh. Uh, failed to prove any damages so the judge threw it out and um and the judge said and i quote one might think hormel would welcome the association with a genuine Uh source of pork yes yes (laughs) because i'm like okay if you're if you're trying to save your branding (laughs) of spam by you know, don't let the Muppets use the word spam. Um, you're doing it wrong. Why, why didn't they uh, take uh, a certain comedy troupe to court with spam a lot? <laughs> well, that was after. Uh, that was yeah, after. but you know what I'm getting so they at. They learned their lesson by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you should have maybe they should have like done some product placement or mark or you know. Market time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, yeah, I think they learned their lesson because they did do that when Spam a lot was released as a <laughs> as a speak uh, speaking of which starring Tim Curry in the original mm-hmm. the original production. Uh so sp- Tim Curry can't get away from spam apparently. Uh, <laughs> but that's all right. But yeah, no, just the just you know, the association with a genuine source of pork that just that just tickles me in the best way possible (laughs) and this is coming from someone who has eaten spam before and actually doesn't dislike it so (laughs) but i know that it's not the same as having like pork chop no no (laughs) it's one of those things that you have in your in your emergency storage and hopefully you don't need it but if if there's no food and that's all you have then better than some things yeah but yeah that just i read that and i just cracked up the whole thing just oh funny 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 so yeah you know not necessarily the uh probably as beloved as christmas carol but you know if you want to watch a a a fun Muppet movie with some fun musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you don't necessarily want to get into the Christmas, you know, feel of things. Mm-hmm. It's a good go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll tickle your Muppet itch, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's Tim Curry. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you cannot go wrong with Tim Curry. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah, and Billy Connolly. Come on, those two. Well, yes, yes. The only the only bad thing about it is they never share share scenes together. And and that's too bad because I would have loved to have seen those two 
their screen time. Maybe they did that purposely because they probably wondered or they probably figured that there'd be too many shenanigans going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it, maybe it would upstage the Muppets. It's like, you know what? Forget the Muppets. Yeah. Let's just have the Tim and Billy show. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that kind of evolving into that. <laughs> which would be which would be unfortunate because we love the Muppets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, good times. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, good, good times. Anyway, so check out the Muppet Treasure. Well, check out Muppet Treasure Island if you haven't in a while. It's on Disney Plus, or if you, uh, you know, own the DVD or whatever. Um, and then, and then we'll we'll post these links for you know behind the scenes um, stuff, which is always fun to watch. Excuse me, um, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, like like you said, it's. I mean, I would. It's not as for me. It's not as beloved as Muppet Christmas Carol, but it is. It's a fun one mm-hmm. that I that I do enjoy. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, and as more and more of the Muppet stuff gets, um, becomes available on Disney Plus, just because yeah. even though Disney will get into this, <laughs> we're yeah. it's it's on the list of. Uh, topics topics that we're going to do eventually but it's one of those where i'm going to you know we're it's going to require quite a bit of research before we do it but we will talk mm-hmm. about just kind of the history of the muppets mm-hmm. um because yeah the legal standing yeah. of them with disney is weird yeah well it's it's <laughs> because yeah it is especially when you consider you've got the muppets and you've got Sesame Street, which were all created by Jim. It's all yeah. Jim Henson stuff, but they're different entities and therefore have different ownership and licensing and everything. Yeah. The same thing. It was it, it was other Jim, not like Fraggle yeah. Rock and Dark Crystal and Labyrinth right. and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jim like he created these and he needed distribution, you know, someone to, to distribute it. So there was stuff like you know, they they had they had to go to um, Columbia or you know, some, yeah. you know, or NBC for the was it NBC for the Muppet Show? I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but they Disney. had to do like their production in London because they couldn't. Yeah, 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 because it was cheaper to go overseas and do it there, and then just ship it back to the United States for like showing on TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, there there's a great like five part documentary on on YouTube about Jim Henson's career. Um, uh, defunct land is the youtube yeah. channel so if you know we'll i mean we'll we'll discuss it but if you want to check it out I, I i highly recommend it it's a great one yeah. um but yeah it's it's just interesting he's not he doesn't like it's not like he has his own studio he's kind of a he's a sort of a journeyman um yeah with all his his properties yeah he, he it, was like, it was almost like his own personal circus you know yeah he's pt barnum and <laughs> And he just he just needs someone to, like who who owns the venue that will that will help distribute all all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and at even one point, because um, you know Disney, they were in talks with 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 Jim to to uh, to get the Muppets and Dis- and Eisner Michael Eisner was like, uh, so about that Sesame Street, um, that, that that's looking pretty good. You gonna throw that in there too? And Jim was adamant that no, nope. <laughs> but he kept Sesame bringing it up. Sesame Street does have 
does have a presence in Central Florida, just not at a Disney park. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's SeaWorld, I think. Well, there you go. So yeah, we'll 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 do more Muppet stuff as we go um, yep. in the future. But Yay. anyway, Holly, anything you wanted to add or? Nope. Okay. Well, if any of our listeners want to chime in with their two cents on Muppet Treasure Island or you know any Muppet type stuff that you want us to discuss, let us know. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. We'll read out your your uh, feedback on the show. Also, you can leave comments on our Facebook page, on our Instagram or YouTube channel. Um, links to all that is on our website at thefiveishfangirls.com. And if you want to uh, support the podcast, we have a Patreon, we have an Amazon store, we have an Audible affiliate link, and we have a merchandise shop. So check all those out. And also, wherever you get podcasts, there we are. So whatever your favorite podcast app is, check us out and thanks again for all your support for everything that uh you know for listening to us for sending feedback for supporting us we can't do it without you i mean we'd sit here and and chit chat to ourselves but uh you know we want we we want to we want to share share mm-hmm. the, yeah. the the insanity a little bit yeah. <laughs> and and you know and for those who were who who were enjoying our our deep philosophical discussions we you know can't have it all all the yeah. time although there's probably some people who are like would you stop talking religion <laughs> <laughs> no religion no no religion here just just gold yes <laughs> Big piles of gold that sink yes. to the bottom of the ocean, and then and then but then the cruise rats. If you watch the credits, which you have to watch yeah. the credits, yes, yeah, and not not for post credit scenes, but while the credits are rolling, rolling. They, they go down, they, they they get the scuba gear and they go or the jet ski and they go down and and haul up the the treasure chest. So if you've ever just turned, if you ever watched this movie and turned off the credits, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. There is a mid credit scene people. though. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, because because Long Johnny he goes out on the sh- on the on the the, the lifeboat, and the one know, that apparently did not pass. Uh, yeah, Sam and Mr. Eagle's, uh, inspection. Yeah. Mister <laughs> Mister Arrow goes. I know for a fact that it was unsafe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they look out like, oh, oh dear. Okay. He's just loaded yeah. down with treasure and is just sinking. <laughs> yeah, but he does. But but he does. Uh, he he gets back to the island and he's not alone for conversation we'll just leave it at that yes he doesn't have to resort to talking to himself although he probably wishes that that was the case exactly yeah company but was it the company that he actually wanted yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my gotta love it yes very silly yep All right. Well, on that note, we shall sign off for this week. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in very, very snowy Indianapolis, Indiana. To the southeast, multi-armed Zanzibanian women, short women and their exploding wigs of death. Thank <laughs> you.
cabin fever, we lost what sense we had. We got cabin fever, we're all going mad. You have been listening to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening, and may the squee be with you. I'm dreaming of a blue lagoon. Now I'm as crazy as a moon. Cabin fever is ravaged all aboard. This once proud vessel has become a floating cycle one. We were sailing, sailing, and